Hey everybody, this is Curtis Lane. You know that this week's episode is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app that is designed to be deleted. What you have to do is download the app, find love, and then delete the app. It really is that simple. You may be trying other dating apps, but Hinge allows people to provide feedback on their dates in a way that will let you know maybe if there's a diamond in the rough. Don't take our word for it. Download it today and give it a try. I'm sure you'll find much success. Thank you and have a great day. She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body. And I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth off. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find her over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I just went to the movie theater for a uh, press screening for the first time, and I counted it 167 days. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. How was it? You know, it was pretty good. I went and saw the new Christopher Nolan movie, Tenant. Um, I really enjoyed it. But I think it's, about? Oh, it, it's sort of like a James Bond heist thriller, but it's got a little bit of time travel. But with ice cream? Not with ice cream. That would be great. With time travel. <laughs> Maybe there's... I think oh, there's, okay. Yeah. So they actually... Hey, George, my cat just bit me. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's not talking to me, everyone. <laughs> he was rubbing up I'm against me. I'm thousand miles away. He was rubbing up oh. against me and I was entertaining him and then he just jumped up and bit me because it's... He's like, because he's a cat. Attention. Yeah, pretty much. They, they, I've noticed with cats, they like to do that. They play, 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 and then they just reach a point. Where they're like, I just want to bite them now. Right. Um, but anyways, yeah. It was right. Really- it's like I must do this. I must take a chop out of you. Hey, have you seen the thing where they have cats and dogs where they press buttons with words attached to them, and the cat or the dog will learn how to say like outside now, and the cat. I saw it with the cat. And all the cat was doing was pressing mad over and oh, over really? again. I yeah, <laughs> and then it's a catnip want, but then, it, but then she's the owner's like, yeah, she just hits the mad button over and over again. <laughs> yeah, like, well, what is anyone surprised by this? <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah, it, it, it's funny because like cats are really like, yeah, cats are really kind of weird like that. Like they, they sort of have this like built-in sort of, just like eh, I'm just slightly, slightly cynical with the world. Right, I'm slightly better than you. Yeah. But I also will, you know. But yeah. 
Ten help you out if you feel like I need scratches. I'll let you do that. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, tenant really good. Um, it, it it's going to frustrate a lot of people because it takes its time to sort of introduce plot elements and stuff. So it's kind of like a slow movie. You got to it takes its time, but once it gets going, it's really good. So so dumb question, but which Batman's did he? He directed all of the la the Christopher Bale Batman's or uh, no he Christian did. Bale Christian Bale yeah Christian <laughs> Man, Bale. Man, just doesn't talk about movies. <laughs> now everyone's like, great stuff doesn't make movies. Tune out. <laughs> no, Steph knows movies. She just most of the movies she knows are not horror movies. This is the thing. You well, realize. I mean, Batman's not really horror, right? No, I don't. No. You know, maybe I haven't. No, I've seen those Batman's. Yeah, most people have. Yeah. There was like a yeah. period I remember where The Dark Knight came out where that's all people did for like three weeks is want to go see that movie. Was like, that when the Joker was in it? When Heath Ledger's Joker was yeah, in it? Yeah, yeah. I remember he did that such was... an amazing job. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. he did. But I just remember like going to the movie theater and just seeing it packed. Like people were lining mm. up and it didn't matter what time of the day you went, what day you went for like three weeks straight. It was constant lineups. Um, oh wow although that did teach me a valuable lesson that sometimes you just have to choose to go see another movie and you get pleasantly surprised because i went and saw Step Brothers with uh will ferrell instead and i i remember thinking this movie's hilarious but of course nobody saw it because basically it came out the same time as uh as the dark knight so oh i thought that was popular i mean i see it in gifts all the time that's the thing it's a really popular movie i think it grew in popularity once it hit like dvd blu-ray all that stuff but it came out the same time as The Dark Knight, and nobody went and saw it because everyone. And you said it's Jeff Daniels, right? No, no it was uh, Will Ferrell. Now, okay, now everyone's starting to judge you. Oh, I think he had Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> oh, Dumb and Dumber is great too. <laughs> I was like, wait, everybody's seen Dumb and Dumber. I haven't seen it, but yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, how's the weather out your way? It is hot. It was. Uh, it felt like 109 degrees today. And it was 90-something. But it looks like we're getting the wind off of a hurricane. Nice. So two hurricanes. So, yeah, because 2020 wasn't exciting enough. So now we have dual hurricanes. Okay. I forget the name of the phenomenon when they intersect with each other. Uh, so all of our listeners out in the, the Louisiana, Texas, Alabama area, hope you're staying safe. Mm -hmm. And you know, heed the evacuation warnings. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's 70 degrees Fahrenheit here, so not too hot, not too cold, kind of right in no the middle. No hurricanes. No hurricanes, uh, just a storm of assholes. Just kidding. Which we talked about before, the, we did. before that we started recording. We did. I knew you would get that reference, so. <laughs> so uh, what What kind of, do you get natural disasters there, or are you kind of one of those places, like, that doesn't, that doesn't happen? I think the big thing for us is earthquakes. Um, we get. Oh, how often do you have those? they actually happen like pretty much every day, but most of them are so really like, yeah, but most of them are not noticeable to people like, uh, but they're happening okay. all the time, but it's actually, good Oh really? Yeah. Now I feel like I, like I really missed out when I was there. But Vancouver. the thing is, is it's actually good that they happen all the time because if not, it would build up pressure and be a really big one. So it's better to have a bunch Whoa. of smaller ones rather than a big one because yeah, so pretty much we're just uh -huh. moving and shaking over here on the West Coast. You're wild and crazy over there, yeah. Yeah. There have been a couple times I've woken up and I've seen things shaking, and I'm like, oh gosh, and then it just stops. So so do you get used to it at any point? I I think it still is frightening, just like any natural disaster. Okay. But, um, for the most part, I've been very lucky in that 
the times that it has happened, um, you know, just duck and cover and wait it out. And I, you know, knock on wood, but uh, been very fortunate not to have a big one yet. So, but yeah, yeah I mean, I don't. Has Vancouver ever had a big uh, earthquake on record? Uh yeah, there's been quite a few. So, like in our lifetimes. Mm, yeah, probably like huh. one or two. Yeah. Oh wow. So, are you on a plate? Yeah, we're on we're on actually quite a few plates. I think they call it like some sort of like brick ring of fire or something like that. So uh, oh you're in the ring of fire, really? Wow. Yeah. So huh. so we don't have to deal with hurricanes, we just have to deal with earthquakes. Well at least hurricanes you kinda of know when they're coming. I mean they shift. Yeah. But yeah, because I was in California, I was in San Francisco for like a three point six or something. And we were sitting at this at this taqueria and I remember the friends I was with they're from san francisco they just reacted like no big deal mm-hmm. and i said to my friend i'm like stop kicking my chair because my chair was wobbling they're like oh no that's an earthquake and they just kept eating <laughs> oh really that's and they're like no that's a small one they're like that's nothing i was yeah. like oh my awesome. i'm like the earth was moving yeah, and they're like no this, those little ones happen all the time so probably same with you you know it's like it probably doesn't even register at some point yeah it's just like you know it happens but uh uh well this is not the earthquake or asshole podcast maybe one day it will be this is the podcast for the interesting advice. combination podcast yeah you know what uh the what earthquake and assholes podcast uh, what, yeah the earthquake and assholes podcast oh oh podcast idea yeah oh. we can think of which asshole asshole, today which assholes would behave poorly in a in a um <laughs> in a earthquake that would be the premise of it Donald Trump probably would just cower in fear, and then, I don't know, his big butt would get pinched by something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah. No, oh, people... oh, I get to, and I don't know why this made why I don't know why Trump reminded me of this. But if you guys want to see a really cute sea otter that got rescued, go to Vancouver Aquarium, yeah. for its hometown aquarium, yeah. and you can watch live feed of Joey the sea otter. There you go. And it temporarily makes you forget about the craziness that is 2020. Nice. Because he's very in the moment. He plays with his toys. He swims in his little pool. And enjoy. I'll just warn you, though, if you start watching it, you're going to get addicted to it. Mm. But uh, what? it's better be addicted to cuteness. This is you true. Know? Also, I love how we're 10 minutes in. We haven't even given any advice yet. No, uh, well, you know, we, we the... people don't listen to just for the advice. They also listen to us about the weather. You think? I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> we're, we're human beings, I guess. We should confirm that every so often. Well, you know, they got a fast forward button. So you guys that, that you know, there don't was like one, you know, witty repartee, you can fast forward. One person that emailed in, they're like, wow, you and Steph are just so great. You guys must have perfect uh, relationships, you know, and all this. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, together. Right. No, not together, like separately, like, you know. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, no, I'm just, you know, I'm just as messed up as the rest of you emailing in, so. No. Like, like, you and I must have, oh, like, our relationships. Yeah, like, our relationships good. with others, like, our partners and stuff, like, must be, oh, like, must be perfect. I, and I'm like, I don't think so. Like, no relationship is perfect. No really. relationship like, is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I think with time, I think with age, you kind of learn more about what you like and don't like in people and what you'll tolerate and not tolerate. Yeah. Like, your BS tolerance i think is lower as you get older which yeah. is kind of refreshing because you're like eh, i'm not gonna waste too much time on this you know so yeah um but i you know i i've known my partner since he since we were 
13 and 14. Oh, wow. So, so yeah, so we went to school together. Uh, well, well, actually, we didn't go to high school together, but our schools would get together and do stuff. Mm. So we met that way, and then we didn't date until like 25 years later Jeez. or something like that. So, um, yeah, so I think it helps that we knew each other's families, and I think it really helps to have friendship first. Yeah, for sure. Because I know his family, he knows mine. There's no real surprises. His family's normal. Thank God. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean that. I mean that matters a lot. Yeah. So, but and it sounds like you're you're happy too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My partner and I met online, but it was like we we didn't really like. I know a lot of people say you should be friends first, but we just kind of had a really like intense sort of thing. Together. Yeah, not necessarily. Not, not necessarily. like in a bad yeah. way, but sort of like. It's trial by fire, and you either come out of it or escaped or unscathed, right? So mm -hmm. I, I, I think it's it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know, maybe 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 this is not a bad idea. But I, I don't recommend that for everybody. I, I do think getting to know somebody as friends is, is a good idea. But yeah, I mean, I think the 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 thing I've experienced is pretty rare for people that you wind up. I mean, a lot of you that are listening are not old enough to have waited twenty five years to date well, somebody. I think. Uh, Nowadays, too, when you do online dating, like the whole idea of being friends with somebody first is so that you can sort of assess where they're at in life before you start to date right. them. But I think online but, dating's kind of removed that now, right? Because right. you sort of know where that right. person's at. So mm -hmm. you sort of have to expedite that process because you know this person's single, you know they're looking. Uh, you obviously don't know what kind of person they're looking for or anything like that. But you right. at least sort of have this jumping off point and. I think it sort of fast tracks mm -hmm. things and it, it can be kind of an intimidating process, but it can also be, sure. obviously bear some good fruit too. So, mm -hmm. and yeah, I did the online dating thing for a while. And, you know, I mean, a lot of it's just timing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, we were both in a place in our life where we were both single and, you know, yeah. yeah. He had had my initials and it is kind of cute. So, all throughout our lives, he had had my initials in his computer passwords. Ooh. Isn't that sweet? I thought that was so sweet. He's a computer guy, so that's adorable. Yeah, and I always kind of checked in to see how he's doing, and you know, and then on Facebook we just said hi to each other, and then I was like, oh my god, I hope he's single. Yeah. <laughs> so. Nice. Cross fingers. Yep. So we've been together what six years, seven. I, I, you know, the, the other, the other way you know you have a good relationship is like neither of us really remember dates. So I was like, how long have we been together? And he's like. I have no idea. I'm like, I don't either. I'm like, let's just say it's seven years. He's like, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're with somebody that that date is really important, that can create conflict. And we both have no ideas. So we're like, well, we're together. So whatever. Yeah. Just come up with something. Right. Um, I'm like, how's this time sound? Okay. But yeah, we should probably get to some emails. You know what? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is not a substitute for mental health. This is not us just talking about our, our partnerships and relationship. It's about, uh, the emails but i will say this as one final aside i do think same partner is better than boyfriend girlfriend i would never say boyfriend girlfriend i think it's like when you're like 30 years old and you're calling somebody a boyfriend or girlfriend i it, it seems kind of silly to me i don't know maybe that's just me yeah I, I i would say yes i think it depends on what your social group does too true um but yeah and then but then i've also been told that partner makes people feel like it's like a business partner. So I was like, That's okay, true. so I, I think it's whatever, whatever floats your boat. So whatever yes. makes you happy. Partner in crime. Yeah. My other half. 
Batgirl, Batboy. You know, do what you want. Oh, hey, yeah. There you go. Use that today. Um. Anyways, uh, first email. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> Ron's like, answer my email, please. I need help. I'm sure Ron doesn't, doesn't talk like that. I'm sure. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, are we supposed to say our website and stuff? So I'm at stephaniesarkis.com. I, I wrote I, a book, Gaslighting. You did? I, cool. I did okay. already at the beginning. Yeah. I, <laughs> I totally forgot. I'll just plug it again because whatever. <laughs> yeah. I think I should say this podcast is not a substitute for mental treatment. I may have forgot. And that. I just said that too. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We're just a mess this week. You know what? Just disregard this is me. Disregard, oh, this is one like, of the best podcasts. Most... This is one of the best ones we ever recorded. <laughs> This is great. I swear neither of us are intoxicated or under the influence. We're, <laughs> no. just, we're just like this. You know, we're just wild and zany. We just really like each other. And yeah. I think that's great. In a world where people, a lot of people aren't getting along, we get along just fine. It also helps that we're on different parts of the of the universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we only talk for like an hour every week. <laughs> this is true. If we had to talk for three hours, forget about it. We'd be so <laughs> Which we kind of have. We recorded some of the other stuff. Yeah, so, we have. Yeah. And we got along just fine, actually. We, we so, sort of but we have never met in person. No, we haven't. Although it would be, I think there's been a couple times I've been in Florida and I don't know. Just been and you, busy. you drove by and you waved at my house or something? Yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, oh, okay. hopefully I don't get hit by a hurricane or something. Yeah, that's I, how you can like kind of see him ahead of time. Yeah. I think I was in Orlando, so I don't think that's close to you. Oh, yeah. You, wait, was that was a few years ago, right? Yeah. Orlando's like an hour and a half for me because I'm okay. in the Tampa area. Okay. So. Anyways, Ron. <laughs> Everybody's Ron. like, I don't really care where you live. Read Ron's email. <laughs> I don't care how far you are from Orlando. Read Ron's email. <laughs> There's like some guy tapping his desk right now. Like, that's what he's doing. Right <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry, Ron. I'm sorry. We're, we're sorry. I'm tell- and this is going to be such good advice, Ron. I can feel it. I've... And the way is going to be totally worth it. It's gonna be, it's gonna be worth it. You're gonna or not, go on fifty but... dates after this. Um, Ron says, "Nerds, this girl I'm friends with wants to hang out more one on one, and I think she's into me. I don't mind buying her dinner and drinks, but I kind of want to know if she's into me first before I commit to this. What should I do, Ron? Well, Ron, uh, I think we've talked before about just getting to know somebody. You know, uh, if you want to buy her dinner, drinks, sure." Uh, I think sort of it goes kind of without saying that if you guys aren't dating, then, you know, you can probably just split it and go Dutch or whatever. If you want to go ahead, but I would also be careful that you're not investing too much emotionally in the fact that you're paying for these Mm -hmm. meals and drinks. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times people do that. They pay for these things and they go, well, I've done this. I'm guaranteed to have sex now. And it's like, no, 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 don't hold your horses. Like just because you're paying for a meal doesn't mean that she owes you anything. So just be careful that you're checking your expectations with that. But mm-hmm. um, I think the big thing is just to get to know the person. Uh, you know, we've kind of talked before about, we were literally just talking about this a little while ago, but about the idea of, you know, like now with online dating, we just, you know, we assume that somebody's single, but like if this is um, a friend that you don't really quite know their status of it in a relationship or whatever, you might want to just put out some questions to sort of find out. So just mm-hmm. take your time. And I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. You, she, you might just be like, so are you, are you with somebody right now? She might be like, no, let's, let's just do this. Like right now. You're like, okay. So you know what? like, not... okay. But uh, so, yeah. What do you, what do you think though? I, I would say Ron, everything that Kurt said, and, and plus you don't have to, 
be sure if you are totally into somebody before you go out for drinks and, and uh, dinner. So I, I guess the, what I was reading into this is that the only way you're going to find us if you're like, Hey, are you into me? Which is awkward. Um, but before you commit to it, is it because you don't want to spend the money and find out that it's just friends or is it that you don't want to emotionally invest? And like Chris said, just, just go out and have a good time. This may turn into something, maybe not, but it sounds like you're still good friends. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I didn't hear you say if you're into her. Mm. I assume he is if he's emailing in. That's a good point. So I'd say, you know what, just go out. Go pay for a dinner and drinks. Just go for it. Yeah. And if you are going to pay, like, you can definitely choose where you go. I mean, you can go mm-hmm. to a, you know, five-star steakhouse. You can also just go out for tacos. So. On the taco theme. And tacos. Everybody likes tacos. I like to believe so. And if somebody doesn't like tacos, well, I don't want to meet that person. You find that person questionable? Yeah. Um, do you want to read Fred's email? Sure. Fred says, Nerds, a month ago, my ex and I ended things. I moved on, but I guess she hasn't. She asked me about getting back together. We were together. She was lazy, spent her money irresponsibly, and complained about it a lot, and was unable to keep my interest in bed. She says that things have changed, but when I asked for examples, she can't cite any. I'm thinking it's best to move on, but I have a history with her, and I have reservations about moving on. What are your thoughts? Fred. Fred, um, it sounds like you don't really hold her in high regard because you, you call her lazy. Um, and that's a pretty strong word to use when describing someone. So it sounds mm-hmm. like you do, you don't respect this person. So I would say do both yourselves a favor and move on. Yeah. This is like that show where like the judges press the button and then like the red X appears. Like I'm just imagining these like three X's <laughs> showing up like, uh, she's lazy. <clears throat> Spend her money irresponsibly. Right. <clears throat> Irresponsible or unable to keep your interest in bed. <clears throat> three you're out don't do it and i would say the interest in bed one is curious because that usually takes two people i yeah i can agree with that i do you know i i'm not you're not wrong i do think though it's like well it to if me, you're, if you're it, you can't ahead. really point fingers at that point like yeah yeah it's it's probably to a, a large degree fred's responsibility too but i mean that's where communication is important kids i mean having a healthy sex life really does sort of help in a lot of areas too so it's not a big deal until it has a problem and then it's a huge deal exactly so you know what fred i'm gonna say three strikes she's out and that yeah you know what i'm not i think uh steph's right i think you probably contributed to this to a degree and i would maybe take the time to evaluate what you maybe did to contribute but yeah i i think it's time to move on um it sounds like yeah, you're just, already sort of one door or one foot out the door so just just go for it yeah there's something about lazy that goes beyond um you know our spending styles didn't match or uh we had different levels of cleanliness or whatever yeah lazy is 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 such a negative word yeah that it must have friend it must have really bothered you to the point where once you feel like somebody's lazy, I think it's pretty hard to come back from that and have a relationship with that person without having some kind of resentment or them resenting you, mm-hmm. uh, especially if that was openly spoken about. So, and I'm kind of curious as to why you have reservations about moving on. Is it because that it's uncomfortable to go out in the dating world? Because yeah, it is. It's awkward. We've talked about, you know, when you do dating and there's a level of, you know, automatic rejection uh, that, 
is really kind of scary to a lot of people. Uh, but I would look at what your concerns are about moving on is that you're afraid that you're going, if you end the relationship that you're going to wish that you had stayed with her. I would, I'd be really curious to know what your reservations are about moving on. So maybe that's something just like, like Kurt said, just do some like introspection and, and think about that. I think too, when we have reservations about moving on, it's because our relationship can often provide some comfort and right. when we leave, despite knowing that there's a lot of factors that are unhealthy for you and unhealthy for the relationship, there is always going to be that level of comfort. And I think whatever size of comfort that is, people always cut. It's like sort of like getting out of bed in the morning. It's always more comfortable to stay in bed than it is to get out and do things within your day. It's always going to be hard. And you just kind of have to learn to just get out there. Like, just get out of bed. Once you do, you're going to start making coffee. You're going to be doing all these other things in life. You're going to be doing. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Because I, I, people in therapy have said to me, well, I'd rather stay with what, you know, the craziness that I know rather than discover craziness I don't know about. Yes. Yet. But again, you know, when you stay with someone, it's because you're concerned about being on your own. You're really trading away some of your inner kind of happiness and well-being. And the thing is, too, is I think when you step away, it's not like you're stepping away from a relationship and not taking anything away. Hopefully you right. learn from the experience and you can take that and apply it to your next relationship. And I think that's kind of like the benefit right. to look at is like, hey, what did what can I do in my next relationship to improve things? Right. So Right. No time is time wasted. Yeah. And that might be even something that you, I have people write down what they learn from the relationship. Yep. And I think as humans, we have an issue with the idea of stop loss, which is, you know, cutting our losses and moving on. And we feel like if we've invested this much time that we're going to invest even more, we're less likely to cut it loose. And yes. sometimes we just have to cut it loose and that, you know, just think of the lessons that you've learned and that, you know, again, it was all, it was not all for naught. You yep. did gain a lot from it yep. and you're better informed for your next relationship. And this doesn't just go for relationships either. I think, well, I was yeah. going to say it goes for family too, but I don't know, maybe less so much. You can't really get another family, but you know. Well, work situations. Work, friends. Like if you're in a job that's just soul sucking and you can't stand it yeah. and every day you go in, you just feel nauseous. You know, it, it's, yeah, you may say, well, I don't want to leave because I put money and time into this. But on the other hand, what are you giving up? Yeah. And if you can find something that's comparable, yeah, maybe that job's comfortable because you know who works there and stuff, but what's the price you're paying for that? Exactly. So I would just, yeah, take the time to sort of assess what kind of went down and what you could have done and what could, mm -hmm. and you know what, honestly, sometimes you assess and you're just like, you know what, like I, it just, shit just happened, right? right? I would say in this case, there's probably some things to take away, but I don't know. I mean, it's uh, introspection is kind of a personal thing. You can't, I can't really tell you what you got to go looking for to sort of learn from. It's kind of up to you. So, and things just happen, like you said. You know, sometimes sometimes it's just it's not anybody's fault. It just is. I think too, depending on your generation and when you were how old you were too. A lot of times, people just get bored in relationships. It happens. Mm -hmm. People just think there's a greener grass out there, and they get bored. And you know, I. I think what's going to happen for a lot of people is they leave a relationship and then they realize like, Hey, you know what? That greener grass isn't always there. Maybe you luck out and get it, but a lot of times it's not. Um, and that's a good lesson to learn is that yeah. am I leaving because I want to look for something better because I think that this is not what I want Yeah. or am I doing it just for purely 
like fulfilling your um, mm-hmm. instant gratification needs. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. Well, Fred, this is like the second email we gave it like a lot of time and attention, which is you can tell is going to be a good episode because normally like the first couple emails are usually like the breezy ones, you know, like we just kind of go like, oh, I'll just wear a nice shirt, something. <laughs> Like, so if you just heard from the hooting, I think that our our hockey team is playing in the finals. Oh really? Is it the Stanley Cup? Oh, you're in Canada. You should know all this stuff. I'm not a hockey <laughs> person at all. You're I, not? I find it what? I really like it's to watch it on TV. I find boring. I can't keep. Oh, my I can see that. Yeah. But watching it in person, like at an actual hockey rink, is fun because it's a it's a mm-hmm. event right like and you're so oh yeah your your attention is demanded to what's happening but when it's I'm very home, quick it is but when i'm watching at home like on tv or i'm watching it like my families i just i can't i i i, I could totally see that yeah i could totally see that yeah and it's but i guess they're all they're all playing in two different they're only in two different locations this year i think it's yeah. how they're doing it because yeah, of covid yeah or so. something so yeah so if you heard a hoot that's probably we're doing well the bolts okay. lightning so yay go bolts um and on that note next email on that note let's answer sarah's email sarah says nerds for some context i joined tinder in 2015 i was single and thinking i want to have fun i matched with a few guys including one who was a bigger guy but he seemed nice we'll call him t i met someone else we dated for two years i had deleted the app in my account i rejoined 2017 and matching with people again and i matched with t again He's like, oh, hi, do you remember me? I said, yes, and asked how he's doing. He says that he's okay and says he's had no major relationships from the app. I found someone else and was with them for almost three years. We broke up in May. I rejoined and matched again with T. Same thing, nothing new, hasn't dated anyone seriously. He's asked me out and part of me wants closure, but part of me thinks that if someone hasn't had a major relationship in five years, there must be some sort of issue and would be a major red flag. What should I do? There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, first off, I think if you want to give somebody a chance, you should. Regardless of your maybe some reservations, who knows? This might this guy might be great. And who knows? Maybe him not finding a match isn't necessarily on him. Uh, I would say for me, it's not necessarily a red flag, but more a yellow flag. Like, it could be potentially an issue. Maybe he's just been busy in his career. Maybe he's, you know, just not really put much of an effort because he just doesn't have the time. There could be a variety of different reasons why he hasn't met anybody. Um, I guess the idea that he matches with you every single time probably says, yeah, he's probably putting in some level of effort into it. But I don't know. I mean, if you want to give him a chance, I would say there's really no harm in going on a date with somebody. I mean, if you if you aren't getting along then at least you get your closure like you say but i wouldn't necessarily assume that because this person hasn't uh, had a major relationship in five years means that they're necessarily you know not worth your time um but it's also up to you too i mean we've said before like relationships require two people even a date requires two people if you're not that into it and you'd rather not then then spare him and just let him know but what do you think stuff well what i picked up from this is that t says I've had no major relationships from the app. That doesn't necessarily mean that he hasn't any major relationships. True. But then then when you meet him again, when you match up again, he says he hasn't dated anybody seriously. Mm-hmm. And then, so was it that he's dating and just not from somebody he met on the app? That's possible. But, you know, he could, he could also think, well, wow, Sarah's been in like three long-term relationships. 
since you know we first matched and and you know that's kind of intense so you know it yeah. really depends on what that person's style is um yeah. but it, i noticed you brought up his body size and i wonder if that's an issue for you because um, mm -hmm. usually if you describe someone you don't talk about a physical feature unless it's bothering you it also, um, i wouldn't say that's 100 percent of the time yeah but oh go ahead i was gonna say it also seems like it's not essential information for this you know what i mean like we don't I, need to know his body size Right. And I was going to say, Sarah, is that, is that part of the issue maybe for you? Yeah. Uh, and then I'd also look at, um, I wasn't sure about the closure part, but now that Kurt's kind of talked more about it, it kind of makes sense that, that you're saying that, well, hey, maybe we are matched for a reason. This is what I'm taking from it. You're, you're feeling like, hey, maybe we are matched for a reason. And if I go out with him, at least I'll get an answer either way if this was meant to be or not. Is that kind of what you're saying? Because I was also thinking, well, is it that you guys just got matched up by a really good algorithm? Um, I mean, but you know, yeah. oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, I, it, it's you know, he could have just been matched because you know, maybe she didn't recognize him or something. I mean, you do both have to swipe right or whatever to match in most cases. So, I mean, there have there is that have most been... dating apps now? Yeah, so I'm thinking, like, okay. you say you matched with him again, like, you would have had to have engaged with his profile at one point to basically get there. So, so and again, it's timing. Maybe now is the right time, or you go out with him and maybe he's just a friend, or maybe you don't want to see him again. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm with Kurt, you know, why not? What do you have to lose? Yeah, I mean, it's just a date, and really, you can even. If you really want to play it safe, you can say, let's hang out as friends first. D remove mm -hmm. the date label and say, let's just hang out as friends and see where things take us. If you and, and if you meet in a public place, you really don't have much reason for concern. Yeah. So. so. All right. Um, all right. Uh, you may read Ty? Yeah. Hi says, uh, this isn't for me, but for a friend, my best friend started dating this girl five years ago and they ended things three years ago. So I, I'm assuming that means they were together for two years. So yeah. together two years, broken up for three. Uh, he was distraught over the breakup and wanted to wait for her to return. It feels weird, but it's still a thing. It's not like he cries in a corner, but occasionally I'll be like, oh, hey, that girl's cute. And he couldn't care less. And I know that he's still into this girl. How do I tell him to move on? I've asked him if counseling would help, and he says no. So I'm hoping to get some decent advice here that will set him straight. So, Ty, this is a difficult position when you know that your friend is having a hard time and you feel like you can't help. Um, I think it was a really good idea that you did mention counseling to him, but people have to want to go to counseling. So at this point, it sounds like he's not really interested in seeking outside help for this. So the choice that you have is that you don't have to talk about this situation with him. So let's say you're talking about something unrelated and he brings up the girlfriend or the ex, you can say, Hey, you know what? I, I really, that's, that's like, a, I don't want to talk about that stuff anymore. You, you don't have to entertain it. If, if it's really bothering you. I've, I mean, I've had the situation with a friend that her partner was, was really not very good for her. And I kind of talked to her about why, and, you know, I think he had some, some emotional abusive, emotionally abusive behavior. And so I did not want to hang out with him. Yeah. Uh, and, and I said to her, Hey, here are my concerns. And this is why I said, you know, I'm just going to let you know this. And I think you should go to counseling. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, you know, I'm, you know, but, but she wanted to call and tell me how upset she was by him. And it got to the point where it was upsetting me. And it's kind of one of those things that you have to decide that am I setting myself on fire to keep somebody else warm? And yeah. I decided that the amount of upset it was causing me to hear my friend talk about this guy that was abusive 
and that she would rather talk to me and tell me about what a jerk he was instead of getting help. I finally said to her, I go, you know what? I go, I can't talk to you about him anymore. I feel like I've done what I can. And it really hurts me um, when, you know, I see that you're suffering and I hope you get the help you need. And, and we continue being friends for a while. Um, and, you know, eventually she said, you know, they broke up and she said, well, I know that why you said that. And I, I respect that boundary and stuff. And then we wound up just like kind of drifting apart for other reasons, but um, you know, cause you know, time and life. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's really important to set that limit and say to your best friend, Hey, so I know I, I recommend counseling to you and it sounds like you don't want to go. And you could say, but I also, I really can't talk about her anymore because it, it's upsetting that it upsets you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to talk about it. I would say that's, that's what you have control over, Ty. You don't have control over his thought process or whether he goes to counselor or not, but you do have a choice as to whether you want to dive into this topic with him. Yeah. Now, what do you think? I think it's sort of one of those things where I feel like maybe this person needs some help in moving on. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like. Oh, I mean, I agree is, with that. Just will he go? Yeah, like three years is a long time to not be over a breakup. Because um, you're you're you've been broken up for a year longer than you, the length of your relationship. Yeah, like like it's, and you know what? The thing to keep in mind is is that person's moved on. Like, if you what are you waiting out for? This person's probably with somebody else. Like, what well, you, I I think we're looking at this rationally, and I think sometimes our brains will kind of get stuck on something. And I don't know this person or situation, but I have worked with, with people that have a breakup and their brain kind of gets stuck on it. And it's like a skipping record. Uh, it, it yeah. It's really hard to deviate from that. So I think that there's a part of, of everybody's brain that you can get into maybe some irrational stuff. And I think, yeah, if we're putting a lens on it of logic, then we would say, uh, this is going on a little too long, but there might be mm-hmm. kind of like, he might be kind of stuck in a pothole that his brain can't get out of. And yeah. so that's where I think the counseling idea is really good because mm-hmm. sometimes we ruminate or, or become kind of obsessive. And I don't mean like OCD, but we can become kind of obsessive and ruminate or, or focus on something over and over again to our detriment and not be able to get out of that loop. Yeah. And so I think that's where the counseling is really helpful. Yeah, for sure. So I would say, like, if he doesn't want to get counseling, I would just take some time to maybe distance yourself. Like, it's, it's, it started to be a detriment on your friendship, and also mm-hmm. too, it is clearly unhealthy. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's time to move on. It's, and if he won't go, then maybe you distancing yourself is what he needs to realize that the behavior he has is having a detriment on others. Um, and it, it, it can be a bit jarring, and, but maybe this is how he finds out, right? So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I would say take some time uh, if he refuses to go and, you know, just say, like, listen, I can't be a part of this. This is toxic for me. I just, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't be doing this. Because it is unhealthy and toxic in a lot of ways. So, um, and it's unfortunate because I don't think anybody wants to drop a friend because of stuff like this. But it's also been three years. Like, the time for, the grace period for understanding has sort of gone by. Like, it's time to move on. And if not, then, yeah, it's time to maybe see a professional about... Uh, right, and you do what you what you should do, which is refer him for help. 
Yeah. And again, it's up to that person. At that point, you either let it go and you say, you know, I can't get into this with you or yeah, you distance yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and so you did what you needed to do to take care of your friend, but now it's time to take care of you and, and whether you want to, again, entertain thoughts of this, if he brings this up or, you know, if you guys go out, you don't want to hear about this or, um, and it, it could be that he's depressed too and has nothing to do with a girlfriend. I mean, that may be why, you know, like you say, oh, that girl's cute and he's kind of doesn't respond. It could be depression outside of, or something else outside of the relationship too. Right. Um, so, but again, the thing you do is refer for counseling. And so that's where it's hard when you have a friend that's suffering, but if they don't want to get counseling, you can't force them to get counseling. And that's when you True. make decisions as to whether this is a healthy relationship or like Kurt says, you know, you take some distance. And I don't think distance always has to be permanent or a bad thing. It's sometimes no. good to say, hey, let's take some time apart. I think sometimes we sort of infer a lot of negative emotions with it, but it's A, not always negative, and B, it can actually be quite helpful for someone to maybe take a step back and evaluate the situation. Detached would be the better word than distance, because I know I said distance, yeah. you said distance too, but maybe what we mean is detached is that, you know, you don't get into their stuff anymore. Yeah. Like, like maybe you don't go out as much or when you do go out, like you talk about different things. And again, if you talk about, if he starts talking about the girlfriend, you go, Hey, you know what? That's kind of a no fly zone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, my feelings on that and let's talk about something else and you can redirect. Mm -hmm. Now, if you find it really hard to redirect the person, cause that's sometimes that happens when your brain gets stuck in that loop. That's where you, again, where you have to reevaluate, you know, is this person in this place of, of, you know, mind where we can have a healthy friendship yeah so it's it's tough a lot of times and i think uh we don't always know what to do sometimes but mm -hmm. it's um it's it's important to keep this, these things in mind i think so well and that's where you get the concept of codependence too again setting yourself on fire to keep someone else warm you don't want to spend all your time tied trying to help him feel better when he's not making those overtures to help himself you shouldn't be working harder than him at him getting better. Right. So, um, but it sounds like you're also a good friend and that's, that can be a hard boundary to set sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, I think that's it for this week. We had some good emails. I think yes, we did. We learned a lot about you, the listeners. We learned a lot about each other, ourselves. It was a great learning experience. I think. I believe so. I think so. And always follow up with us because we like to hear how you're doing. Yeah. We don't get that often enough. And I understand because it's sort of like, it's like when you go to the doctor, it's like, oh, I need this fixed. And they fix it. You're like, great. Move on with my life. But let us know. <laughs> you know? You don't I mean, I can to... see. Yeah, that's true. You know, we, we fix the immediate issue. You know, I, I think for a lot of people, it's it's great effort to maybe, it, it, I can see it being great effort to, you know, follow up and be like, hey, this actually worked. But let us know if you can. Obviously, we always right. appreciate it. And let that. us know if it didn't work either. I mean, sure. that we learn from that too. Yeah, Life's just a big learning experience. Sometimes whether you want the lessons or not. I always but remember we're... one email where somebody emailed in saying, like, I was thinking of breaking up with my ex and or the, the person I was with. And uh, I was listening when my partner came in and heard you guys say <laughs> It's like, oh, no. But you know what? Wait, the partner walked in when we were talking about their email? Yeah. 
That's why you guys, you, you kind of make the details fuzzy yeah. on stuff. Or use headphones. Headphones are great. Right, or don't use your real name. This is true. Right, yeah, yeah or use headphones. There you go. I would be Curtis <laughs> with a C, and then nobody would know. Oh, no, yeah. You're like, I live in Van Schmoover area, yeah. and I'd be I like, oh, in, yeah. I live in New York, of course. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, well... Thanks as always, listeners, for tuning in. We always appreciate it. And you are well. Yeah. Especially when we go off wild tangents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We we're we're the king and queen of tangents on here. I, I think that's part of our charm though, I'd like to think. I like that we to embrace think so that too. part of ourselves. So um but yeah. Uh Stephaniecircus.com, gaslighting's the book, talking brains. And my podcast, Talking Brains, yeah. yeah. I got this all down packed. You do? I'm, the, I'm impressed. Thank I'm, you. I'm the plug master. You're, yeah, you're, my, you're a great PR guy. Hmm? Yeah, I, th- I think I have my moments. Um, and <laughs> then 3AngryNerds.com. Uh, in the next month or two, we're going to start p- publishing the James Bond podcast. Oh, we yeah. We haven't published that yet. Uh, Sorry, that time. came out really weird. <laughs> that sounded so, like... That sounded like cooling, man. <laughs> that was, like... That was like there's regular investment in interest, and that was, like, 150% investment. Like, yeah... I swear, we were, you know, Steph's as, as excited as every other person. I'm kidding. You know what? It's good. We, uh, I was referring to the fact that we have we have recorded two James Bond episodes. Yeah. That's why I went into Kool-Aid Man mode. <laughs> well, it was kind of funny, too, because I think Steve, who's also doing some of them, he's like, you know, Steph chose, like, the worst ones, right? I'm like, yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Because all, all slap the... notification, and I look, and I'm like, y'all took all the good ones. So I'm like, Moonraker, oh. sure. <laughs> oh, okay. So it was because... Because I, I... I got in on it late. And Cause... so, you know, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, well, you know, somebody's got to review these. Because <laughs> it was kind of funny, because at first, like, I just put it up. I didn't... I wasn't tracking it that much. I just published it. I'm like, I'll check it later. And then I checked it, and I'm like, wow, Steph chose all the bad movies. Like, <laughs> she's a real torturer. That was so. not... That was not by, by choice. <laughs> Well, I guess it was by choice, but I wanted to do one from every James Bond, and, and Pierce Brosnan was taken, and oh, yeah. so I, yeah, and so you know, and, the, and I think Dalton was taken. Oh wait, no, I, I am doing a Dalton one, I think. So okay. anyway, so I was like, well, you know, little stinkier ones, but you know, they have they need love too. So, yep. yep. So, and Moonraker is quite the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For a visual effects standpoint. I mean, like I like I mentioned on the recording we did, uh, you know, even Roger Ebert gave it a thumbs up. So. And what's the podcast name? name? Live and Let Pod? Yeah, Live and Let Pod. That is a great name. I like to think so. And you can hear more of us laughing through the entire description of the movies. Yeah. And, and I think listening know, to people laugh is healthy, so. Yeah. And you know what? I, I noticed people mention both in reviews of podcasts and emails as they say, it's like having friends. Which I think is an interesting dichotomy to think of. It's mm-hmm. like you listen to us every week, and we're kind of like friends, you know? Yeah. It, 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 it's weird because we have hundreds of thousands of friends who we've just never met. Whoa! I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. So like, you know, someone come up, and be like, "Hey, Kurt, how's the cat biting your finger going?" I'm like, "What? Well, How do you?" Well, do it kind of makes sense. Like, if you see somebody on a show. Yeah. And you see them all the time, like you watch the episodes and they're in your house. 
Yeah. I can see like when you do press junkets and stuff, when you meet people that you have seen on the screen, there must, I'm assuming there's some sense of familiarity when you meet people. Is there some kind of sense of, Hey, I know you, but I kind of don't. There's been a couple of times, like I've gone to like, like events around Vancouver or even elsewhere. And people are like, Hey, it's Curtis. I'm like, Oh, Hey. Well, I mean, like when you meet people, not not enough about your famousness. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about me, my fame and infamy. Fine, <laughs> I guess it's not all about. I was kind of meaning when you meet other famous people. <laughs> oh, when I meet other famous people. But no, this could be about you. We can talk about you. It's okay. Funny enough, back. like when I first started meeting famous people, I was so nervous, like to the point where I was like a mm-hmm. bubbling mess. And now I'm pretty cool. Like I like to keep my cool, but. It definitely took well, I think a while. they're just like looking to promote their stuff, right? Like they're just humans, and and you think in your mind like it's going to be this really like intense professional thing, and then like for instance, I interviewed Jermaine Clement. And, like the first thing out of his mouth was basically like, like three angry nerds. You're actually pretty all right. You're pretty like you're like one happy nerd. I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, That's oh cool. yeah, watch his um what we do in the shadows. So they're the original creators of it. He he had a. Yeah. Uh, was it Taiki Watiti? Taika Watiti. Yeah. yeah. Also, he's very good in Jojo Rabbit. Anyway, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, they started the movie, What We Do in the Shadows. Now it's a, a series based in the US, but I would highly recommend that. Yeah. So when you yeah. said that you talked to like Jermaine Clement, and I think you also talked to Taika Watiti, right? And I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. So. I've met Taika. Although Taika was a different thing because I was at a film, th- uh, film festival. And, um, I, uh, I fell asleep during the movie because the thing with these film festivals <laughs> is like, it's a lot of movies back to back and like, you're watching sometimes like 10 to 20 movies in a day. It's quite a bit. It's quite intense. And, uh, during the movie, I, I fell asleep and Taika caught me sleeping and he gave me the, st- the stink eye afterwards. He's like, Hey, you fallen asleep during Kid, the movie. You fell asleep during one of his movies? Not one and he of busted his... you? <laughs> No, it wasn't even his movie. It was like a, somebody else's movie. He was just attending it too. But yeah, so yeah, I got I got was the stink he eye. I got the stink eye from Taika Waititi. But how far away was he sitting? They saw you sleeping. I I think probably like five or six seats away. Like like what if you had a medical condition now? I don't think. He can. What if you had narcolepsy? Yeah. What if Taika? What if I had narc? I don't know. Narcolepsy. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and hey, maybe the famous person that listens to is a fan of our podcast. Well, no, Psycho YTD. That would not surprise me. Yeah. The person that we aren't naming for privacy reasons. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have probably one of the most famous fans of this podcast. So, hello, person that's not named. Yeah. Person who. And hello, everyone. Yeah. You know, I like to imagine that whether you're listening to this and you're studio apartment or you're listening to this in your hollywood mansion you can still appreciate us wow this episode is like probably one of our longest and i'm pretty sure like half of it was spent just ranting and <laughs> well you know 2020 has been a crazy year so sometimes people just need to hear people chatting and getting along it's like uh dragon fruit you know like you got this jagged little edge you got to cut it out and there's a bill of fruit inside and you're like oh, oh nice and last more set reference yeah uh i don't know if i was going for that i just like dragon fruit <laughs> Anyways. See now, snorting. So now it's probably time to wrap things up. Okay. <laughs> this is rapidly devolving. <laughs> well, goodbye, everybody. Unless Bye, everybody. Unless you're an a-hole, just just don't.